Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shipe Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, Matthew Shipe, joined once again by my producer and co-host, Paul. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing, Paul? I'm stay, trying to stay warm, man. It's cold as... Just real shout out. I want everyone to... If you're on Stitcher, listen for Paul's podcast called Crazy Talk Podcast. Pretty interesting, cool show to listen to. Kind of funny. Oh, thanks, Matt. No problem. Also joining us again via Skype, Mr. Brad Cameron. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Hey, great. Good to see you guys again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Sorry, hold on. That's me. I got to turn this off. Wait a minute. You're fired. Wait. All right, here we go. There you go. Sorry about that, guys. My producer's uh, thing's had a couple drinks so far today. (laughs) Sorry for the interruption, Brad. (laughs) And also joined once again by the man who has more NFL teams than the Russian had QB changes last year, Mr. Guillermo Raldo. Welcome, Guillermo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, on the show today, we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk some NBA trades that happened today. A lot of pretty good, big, interesting trades. Yeah. We're going to go to a little NCAA basketball talk today. We're going to talk about uh, who we think the top four teams will be come March Madness. So all you NCAA fans out there, it's be a good listen today. And then we're finally going to end the show with NFL free agency. It's right around the corner. We're going to go over our top five free agents and... Think about where they may end up at if they could stay or where they go. So we'll get right into it. Uh, let's talk first about the dunk contest. And thank God for Zach Levine because he saved the dunk contest this year. The people they had in it were ridiculous. His dunks, you know, the way he came out with the Space Jam jersey, the song, you know, he had the Jordan jersey on. He better produce the first dunk, and he did. You know, he kept it throughout the whole dunk contest. Kind of slowed up towards the end, but his first two dunks were just amazing. And it finally made me want to watch the dunk contest again. Now, I had someone on the chat room right here talk about Mason Plumlee in the dunk contest. Mr. DMV All Access, I agree with you completely, 100%. I don't know why he was in a dunk contest. It was a horrible. I mean, that was, that was the it dumbest was, thing. It was a joke. Just like Chris Anderson it was, a long time ago. Yeah, it was a joke. Chris, yeah, Birdman, that's even more of a joke. <laughs> but uh, Zach Lean had a great dunk contest. He was one of the better dunk- dunkers we've had in the past couple of years. My co-host will disagree with that, but... uh. Brad, let's get your opinions first on the dunk contest and the whole All-Star Weekend. Okay, sure, Shipe. Yeah, let's focus first on that dunk contest. And, you know, obviously our winner, Zach Levine, uh, fantastic, electric. That, that's really all you can say about his effort. He was, he was absolutely phenomenal, gliding through the air. You know, you could tell that, that he had rehearsed what he was going to do, and it comes natural to him. You know, th- this, this contest is set up perfect for a guy like him with that kind of athleticism. Cause it just looks so smooth, you know, it doesn't look forced. He just does it. Uh, you know, it's crisp and, and, and aggressive, fantastic job by Zach Levine. Guillermo, let's go with you now. Uh, I thought that the slam dunk contest was actually pretty good. Um, they, it brought hype to the, to the fans again, where last year the fans were like, Oh, okay. It's another slam dunk contest. We already know who's the winner. Um, we had two guys coming in. Oladipo, I think actually did something. He was the smallest guys on, on there. Zach Levine, I didn't know much about him, but after the first dunk, he actually surprised me. And then the second dunk, if you guys would have saw my face, I was like shocked. I couldn't believe he did that. I had to repost it on on Twitter and then tell my friend about it who wasn't watching it. I was like, oh my god! He actually brought it back to the fans, where the fans were like, oh my god, I want to see what's going on. Like, oh, who's who's next? 
Is he a short guy? You said Levine. You said? Le- Levine. I don't think he was a short. He was like what six. He's six five. Six five. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oladipo, I think is the same height, but he's like considered smaller. Well, I think Zach Levine is very long, along with his six five. You know, he, yeah. he's very very NBA built, which is kind of lean, lanky uh, sort of build. I think Oladipo is only like six three. Uh, but yeah, Levine has a, a very good NBA, you know, classic NBA type build, which is kind of lean frame, long arms. Gotcha. The, the other thing I liked about Levine, he, he got to it and did it. He didn't take more than like 10 minutes to actually make a dunk. He did on the first two, three tries. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Before we start the show, you were giving him crap about his dunks. Now, what is this? What is this? I'm just saying off? he went fast on it, but I can, all right, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it now. He made three of the same dunks. On all uh, on three out of the four dunks, he yeah, but went he between his legs, up, and that's what it made it nice. He, he went two it on up. the left, and then one on the right hand. Yeah, I don't know if that really. Ca- I mean, I it's hard to dunk. It's I can do it every once in a while. I can dunk on <laughs> I a can do six it on, foot room. I can do it on a Fisher Price. You want to see me do it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, the way I mean, off the backboard, off his. I mean, it, the way he did it was different. And by the, I mean, every time he dunked, he had all the other players standing up. I mean, we haven't seen that in a while. It's because he hyped them up. He was like, "Come on, come on, get, that's what he needs to up, do." He got him out there, but then. You can see on some of the on uh, players fans they were like another between the leg. Nice. Like I, I would I would have like loved it if he was if he can jump that high another Vince Carter in 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 the arm uh, in the rim arm hang. Yeah, but why do you want to do something someone's already done? I mean, all these dunts we have seen before. I mean, oh, they, he, they, uh, have, they have to find Jason a way to Richardson do it. did the between the leg on the reverse on That's the left on the left dunt. I mean, we, you, we've seen that before. So they why can would only he... do so much to change it up to change the dunts up, and I think he did a little bit. I mean, the Space Jam thing was kind of cool. Two two out of his four dunks, I think I like. I, I loved them. Here's here's what needs to happen. <clears throat> In my opinion, this is what needs to happen with the dunk contest. We need to make it... We need to kind of get rid of the judges and yeah. almost make it like horse, where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, and if you can't do it, you have a letter now. You know, we need to make it kind of like a, a horse type of game where it's match my athleticism, you know, match what, what I can do in the air. And if you can't, then you got yourself a letter, you know, and, and, and it wouldn't matter if you, if you replicated dunks, if you did Jordan's dunk from the foul line, yeah. it would still be amazing. And it, you know, and it becomes a competition where it's like, match me, you know, if you can't match me, then, uh, then, then you're gonna have to take a letter and you know, whoever can't match the other person's dunks ends up being the winner. I could take that. Yeah. Well, it was also what was it like, I think it was like two or three years ago, they did a little spin thing. Like a wheel of yeah, dunks yeah, or a something wheel, a like wheel that? of like yes. fortune type thing. And one dude was like, I can't do that. He's a jumps off two feet and it was clearly a one hand, uh, one foot jump off. Uh, He's like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Well then don't enter the dunk contest. If you're not prepared exactly. to, uh, I, to step your game up. I mean, that, that's what, the way I, I look at it. The real question is who do you really want to see in the slam dunk contest? Like LeBron James. I want to see LeBron and, and Russell Westbrook so badly. Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant's not, I really want to see him. He's not much of a, so how come they weren't dunk in it? How, how do you get into well, this, that dunk contest? They ask you, and they'll ask players, do you want to do it? And they'll, they'll just say yes or no. And, okay. And normally the big star players will say no, and I don't know why. LeBron's never done a dunk contest, and it's annoying. I think he's just afraid, like, if he loses, he's like, oh, man, I got outdunked, and he's known for dunking with power. He's like, oh, my God. Because really, if you think about it, LeBron's only done so really what? one big dunk. So what? He has two NBA reigns. Who cares one if he doesn't win? One big dunk when he goes like that. And slams it in. So, Russell Westbrook clearly said he didn't want to do it because there was nobody to dunk over. He said, I like dunking over people. I don't want to dunk on just... He can put Kevin Durant out there. Jump over Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't care. Everyone else does it. <laughs> put it on the Lakers. 
Put somebody from the Lakers team there. You know, honestly, I, I think it could be a matter of that these guys do just lack creativity where they don't want to go out there yeah. and, you know, they, they're like, okay, well, I have like one or two dunks that I want to do, uh, you know, but if we, if we made it where we're kind of like, you know, they went back and forth with each other where, you know, they wouldn't have to make up their own dunks. They could just be like, oh, okay, I have to do that dunk. All right. Like, let me see how you do it. And then like, okay, I can do it. Uh, you know, so I, I think some of those guys, you know, I'm not saying Russ or LeBron, I'm not, I'm not calling them out, but it's quite possible. They just lack the creativity when it comes to, you know, kind of, kind of, instead of dunking aggressively, being a little more gracious and, and being able to pull off some, you know, some three sixties and stuff, stuff to that nature. Yeah, I guess you're right now. What do you think the all-star game itself? I mean, Russell Westbrook had a hell of a game. I, look. I, I was sick of people talking about Carmelo and him playing so yeah. many minutes. Oh, do you want me to get on that like I told you I would? I would love the, I would love that. No. <laughs> there, there's nothing to there, there's nothing to get on. People stand around. It's the all-star game. There's no effort going on. Carmelo isn't gonna hurt himself. You could throw someone out there with a torn ACL and play in the all-star game and it's like, okay, just stand around. Just do nothing. There's mm-hmm. no real effort given. Yeah. Whoever gives the most effort. Wins the MVP. Look at Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Is, so, is I, the, I still don't like what he did. I think it's. I think it was a dick move. I don't like what he did. Like, oh, I'm not going to play for you anymore, New York. But I'm going to do an All Star game just because I can. I don't like that. And then, like two if days, you're going to you sh- surgery, if right? you're going to shut it down for a year, shut it down. Don't come back and play four minutes. Yeah, but there's no playing in the All Star game. You're talking about playing in the All Star game. He he stood there by a three point line, shot like 15 threes. Like, what real effort did he give? I mean, none. He did nothing. You mean like what he does in normal games? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I mean, he shoots in normal games. He gave the same effort he would give in a normal game. He didn't play any a lick of defense, and he shot the ball a ton. It, it, it's the same exact thing that he does in his games, uh, but with, with, with much less contact in the All-Star game. So I, I think it's a joke that people are talking about Carmelo, and, oh, well, he shouldn't be playing. Guess what? Everyone just stands around, so who cares? All right, all right, you got a point. All right, let's go into some of the NBA trades that happened today. Uh, first, let's go to the local team, the Wizards. Uh, trade away Andre Miller and got um, Ramon Sessions in return. You know, I was reading about it. You know, a lot of analysts saying Ramon Sessions was an 11-year-old junior version of Andre Miller. I mean, they'll miss <laughs> they'll miss the veteran presence, but, you know, they can make up for that with Paul Pierce. I think Ramon said he's had – this is his worst year so far. You know, maybe it's the team he was on, maybe not, but – Maybe he can bring a spark off the bench. What I really wanted the Wizards to get was a three-point shooter. They do not have a three-point shooter. Ever since, I mean, Pierce is not what he used to be. Beal's out. Uh, Rasheel Butler, you know, he came on beginning of the year, but he's faded off. They they don't have a true three-point shooter, and I was really hoping they get that, and I'm still dreaming that Ray Allen will come here by some means necessary, but uh, what what was your your first, Brad, your thoughts on the trade for the Wizards when they got remote Uh, sessions? Yeah, I just saw it trade a little bit ago, and uh, you know, I I do like the fact that 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 the Wizards, with such a young backcourt, had that experience in Andre Miller to really help coach up from the backcourt that we had between Beal and Wall. Uh, so I'm a little bit upset that that he's gone, uh, but but Sessions will add a little bit, a little bit of a spark, and uh, and hopefully he can he can bring a different kind of dynamic and and just as much speed. You know, coming off the bench, that 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 realistically we have in our starting lineup. So, you know, I'm a little excited for it, but I, I I think I will miss the veteran leadership that we had at the guard position in Andre Miller. 
Guillermo, your thoughts on that trade? I think I think it was a good trade. Uh, Sessions proved to me when he was with the Lakers, he actually like carried a team like couple of games. Uh, it's just the situation he was put in in Sacramento. He didn't really have much playing time. You have Boogie who's doing all the shooting and making having more assist than he is as the franchise player. Uh, yeah, uh, sad to see Miller leave. I think he was a great player, but um, yeah, I think Sessions will bring, if if anything, an up tempo style to uh to the second to the to the bench. All right, there's some good points. Um, all right, we're gonna come back next week to the NBA trades. There's a lot more to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, we're gonna move on for right now. So we're gonna take a quick break. Re, uh, be right back momentarily. And on the other side of this break, we're gonna talk to some NCAA college basketball. So just stay put, and we'll be right back momentarily. Hey, this is Paul from the Shipe Sports Talk podcast. Just wanted to let you know how you could listen to our podcast while you're on the go using an app called Stitcher. You can listen anytime, anywhere using the award-winning free Stitcher app. Best part is, when you stream our podcast or any of the other 20,000 available out there, there's no downloading, no syncing, or no wasted memory. It's on demand and on the go. So if you don't already have the Stitcher app on your iPhone, Android phone, or tablet, download it free today at Stitcher.com or from your app store. Add us to your favorites list, and every week when we put out our new episode, Stitcher will automatically update and have the latest episode of the Shipe Sports Talk podcast waiting for you. While you're there, it really helps us get our podcast noticed if you give us a nice review, rating, and thumbs up. We'll greatly appreciate it. Have a comment or question? Easy. Go to shipesportstalk.com, click on the Contact Us tab, and there you'll be able to submit your questions or comments. We love hearing from you, so we'll be sure to thank you live on the air. You'll also find on shipesportstalk.com the latest episodes, show notes, and other ways to find us on platforms like iTunes and YouTube. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Shipe Sports Talk Show. Um, before we get to our next topic, I just want to let everyone know that uh, the University of Maryland, number 16th ranked, will be taking on Nebraska momentarily. So we will be giving updates throughout the show for that game. All right, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Brad Cameron. Our next topic, we're going to talk about who we think will be the top four teams come March Madness. Uh, Brad is a very big college basketball enthusiast. So I'm going to turn the mic over to him and let him take over from here. So Brad, the mic is yours, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Shipe. I think we had a couple comments uh, uh, on our show, our, on YouTube, on our show last week about you know college basketball. So you know it is very current. We we felt the need to to discuss it. So let, let, let's get right into it. And and you know some things that you have to consider with the with March Madness coming up is who's going to get the the number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. So there's an East South East or East South West and North bracket that go into the NCAA tournament. There's four one seeds. Guillermo, who do you think, when all is said and done, will have number one seeds in the NCAA tournament? From the four that I've written down, I have obviously I got Kentucky as one as one of the one seeds. Uh, this might be the surprise one. I got Wisconsin as the other one. I think with uh, was it the the center Kaminsky? Yes. Yeah, I think I think he will lead his team to a, a one seed. Virginia as the two. I mean, they got one of the best defenses in the league, but. Their offense is terrible, but I think their their defense will lead them to a number one seed. And then Duke is always going to be Duke with uh with Coach K there. So I got them finishing off the other one seed. Okay, that sounds good. Um, yeah, that 
that makes a lot of sense. I, I think those teams have a good chance to to secure number one seed. You know, they still have a lot of work ahead of them. Uh, but Shipe, what do you think? Who do you guys want seed? Uh, my number one overall seed will obviously be Kentucky. They have the perfect season so far, and they have some very marquee wins over, at the time, was number five, Kansas, number six, Texas at the time. And I'm, I'm doing these ranks off what they were at the time. Number 21, UNC, who has since then moved up in the rankings. And then at the time, number four, Louisville, who's dropped back a little bit. So they have some marquee wins. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, Kentucky, so far, the season has been away from home. I feel like they've been struggling away from their home court. They've had a lot of, you know, a couple of close games, but there's other games where they've blown out. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they get the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament when they're away from home. Um, I can see Kentucky also potentially being, an, you know, a team that could be upset as one of the number one seeds that's been going down lately. So, because, I mean, they struggle away from home. Uh, my number two overall seed will be Virginia. Their only loss was to Duke. So, I mean, that's a respectable loss. Uh, that conference for the ACC is very good this year. It's very good, very deep. Uh, they have wins over Maryland, Notre Dame, UNC, Louisville. Uh, really, the only spoil. I mean, I really feel they can win out. The only team that could beat them the rest of the way is Louisville. That could be their spoiler. And, I mean, they have the best defense in the whole country. I mean, they have the first, number one defense. The only problem is the 191st offense is what yeah. scares me. But here's the thing. They can control a tempo of a game with their defense. There's no reason they should win out and possibly even make it to the finals. Uh, my third overall seat will be the Duke Blue Devils. It was a great game last night. I was watching the whole thing. Great ending. UNC shouldn't have lost that game, but they did. Uh, Duke has the eighth, eighth ranked best offense in the country. Uh, and their sits in field goal percentage. I mean, they're 0.497% field goal. That's a pretty good shooting. Uh, defense, a little bit of a question mark. We saw last night UNC could put up some numbers on them, but, I mean, they can keep up with the scoring. Uh, the question for them is how far can Okafor take them? Last night, I mean, he was a one-man record to crew. The only problem with Okafor that I noticed last night that me and Brad both agreed on was his field goal, <laughs> not shooting field goal, foul shooting is horrible. I mean, he has a percentage like Shaq-type numbers. <laughs> wow. Uh, their big wins this year was uh, Wisconsin which was a big win earlier in the year, Notre Dame, and then they beat Virginia. They get Virginia their only loss. And then finally, my last number one seed, I kind of went back and forth between this was, you know, I like Wisconsin. I couldn't pick them over Duke just because Duke has won the head-to-head matchup. But my my last one is, my surprise will be Gonzaga. They're 26-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss this year was, at the time, number three, Arizona, which was a 66-63 overtime loss. Uh, the seventh-ranked, Points per game, offense, 43rd defense. The only problem is the conference they're in is not very good. It's a horrible conference. I mean, their RPI is 94th, and their strength of schedule is ranked 85. So not the best, but, I mean, you can't. You have to take consideration the one loss. But here's the thing. If they would, to get upset in the first in their tournament, they would drop out of number one seed quickly, and it could come Wisconsin. The only problem with Wisconsin is they have to play Maryland this week, and Maryland is one of those teams where they'll give you trouble. I mean, they'll stay with you and they can grind out. Maryland can grind out a win. So I want to see what Wisconsin does against Maryland this week. I feel like that's their biggest test uh, left. So uh, Brad, let's go back to you. And what are your thoughts on all your number one seeds and what they are? Well, I agree fully with you guys in terms of Kentucky, uh, you know, what they've already proven being 26 and 0, uh, but also what's ahead of them, which is nothing. Uh, they're they're going to pull through the rest of their schedule with ease. Uh, I, I think we can all agree on that pretty fully, but Virginia, I have Virginia with the one seed as well. 
you know, only one loss and it came against Duke and, and Duke is a, is a fantastic program right now with a stud in Okafer, you know, looking at being number one or two overall in the NBA draft. So, uh, you know, that's their only real blemish, uh, but otherwise defensively they've been dominant. So I, I think Virginia will get one. Uh, I, I think Duke also deserves one. You know, that win over North Carolina was big. And you look at these ACC teams that week in and week out have some kind of big matchup, you know, you know, whether it's a team that just fell out of the top 25 or a team that's in the top 25, you know, these ACC teams face a tough schedule, every single one of them. Uh, and then my last team, I hate to do this, but I got to throw Gonzaga in there too, Shipe. Uh, so, so you and I have a very, the <laughs> I same, mean, you can't, same. I mean, you hate to say, it, but you can't ignore the one loss. And I mean, that one loss could easily have been a win since it went to overtime and they could be undefeated just like Kentucky. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard to ignore a one loss team like that, you know? Well, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I, I think you, you had said their strength of schedule is 98. So, I mean, they, you know, they, they played no one. Uh, and, and, and despite the fact that I don't think they deserve a number one seed, in my opinion, I think they'll get one, but I do not think they deserve it. I think for how good the Big 12 conferences in basketball, it, it, it seems unfair to not put one of those teams as a, as a number one seed. I mean, you look at Kansas and they've had a ridiculous schedule, you know, but it's so hard week in and week out to win basketball games where, you know, you have short weeks and then you're playing against number 14 and then you, you know, you play an unranked team and then you're playing against number 12 Baylor. And then, you know, it's tough, you know, for these, for those teams in the big 12, sadly, I don't think they'll get a number one seed simply because their records aren't going to support it, but I think they deserve it. I think Kansas deserves a number one seed, but I think Gonzaga will get a number one seed just because their record. And I think they're going to be possibly a pretty easy out when it comes to the sweet 16. If, if they make it that far, I think they're going to be a, a, a pretty easy out going up against a team like Baylor, you know, or a team like North Carolina who's played such a more rigorous schedule than they have. I don't think they'd be able to hang personally. No, no offense, Gonzaga. I just, you know, you, you haven't showed me much. You know, you played Arizona and you lost, you know, so far you've had a cakewalk and, uh, you know, your record is what it is. Congratulations. You guys have won games and you're going to secure yourself a very good seed. My opinion, a one seed in the NCAA tournament, but I personally don't think you guys deserve it. I think you could get ousted pretty early. Well, here's the thing also about Gonzaga. I don't know if it's poor defense they're playing against, but they do have the first ranked field goal percentage and it's 0.527%. I mean, they're shooting lights out, whether it's poor defense, we don't know. Um, the thing about Kentucky is just all their marquee wins. I mean, Kansas, Texas, UNC, Louisville, and they were all ranked very high at the time they played them. I mean, Texas was ranked sixth in the nation at one point. I mean, Kansas, number five, Louisville, number four. I mean, that's what helps Kentucky and what's made their season seem so special is that year in and year out, Kentucky starting five, almost all of them gets drafted. Almost all of them will get drafted. I mean, it's just they produce players. I don't know if it's recruiting or Calipari's system he has there, but he knows how to win and he knows how to get players to come to his system. I mean, they have bought in to his system. I mean, the same goes for Duke. It's funny thing about Duke is, is I've always noticed is they don't really recruit the marquee player. They may get one or two, but Coach K recruits players that can fit his system and he finds every year the player that can fit his system that will make them better. And every year he'll lose one player, but he'll replace that player real quick in that season. They're always up there. The only problem with Duke is past couple of years, They've been out pretty early in the tournament and screwed up my bracket a couple times and probably a lot of other people's brackets. So I think the thing for Duke this year is if they get them one seed, if they can make it further into a tournament, because the past couple of years it has not been kind to them. 
you're right. Right? They have been knocked out pretty early. Uh, personally, I'm okay with it as a Maryland fan. I, uh, I, I don't mind watching Duke lose. But, uh, yeah, you know, Coach K, obviously incredible coach, Hall of Famer. But he does have a little bit of something to prove this year with the talent that he has and the seed he's going to get in the NCAA tournament. He's going to have to make some noise because uh, they have been a little bit quiet the past couple of years. So you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when, uh, you know, when, when all is said and done. But uh, in terms of number one seeds, uh, I, think, I think you're looking at, at a couple of teams that we, we can all agree on, Virginia, Kentucky, uh, you know, looking at teams like Duke. And then for me, I have Gonzaga in there. Despite the fact that I don't think they deserve it, their record will be, will be good enough to support it. You know, a come thing about you talked about the Big 12 and how they may not have anyone's number one seed and they should. They've been screwed over in every major sport so far this year in college. Who can talk about college? No, no, no. Uh, the Big 12 conference. I mean, uh, yeah, you had Baylor or um, TCU who could have easily made the football playoff, yeah. but they didn't. Now yeah. you have college basketball. It's just like the world is, it hates the Big 12. <laughs> it's horrible. And I feel bad for them because they have so many good teams in all these sports, but they just. It's like they get no respect, and I feel like the thing that killed them in football this year was not having a conference tournament, obviously, well, title game, obviously. But here, it's just their teams are so good that when they play against each other, they beat up one another, they get multiple losses, and then it doesn't look that good because this committee, it always comes down to wins over loss. No matter how much we want to hate that, how no, how much it's the worst kind of system there is, they're going to look at that win-to-loss record, and you'll see Kansas, you know, Oh, they play good here, but they have four or five losses. But then you have Gonzaga, who has one loss. We're going to take the one loss Gonzaga over the five loss Kansas or the five loss Baylor, or the four loss, you know, any of them. And it's horrible because they earned it. I believe they earned it. But because of that win loss record, the committee is like, ah, you know what? They have one loss. They have zero losses, two losses. We're going to put them ahead of this four loss team. I mean, what do you, I mean, Brad, what are your thoughts about that? You know, process? that's not. That, that's not always the situation, uh, but as a fan of a school that's from a big conference, you know we had to play a, a rigorous schedule. The the Maryland Terrapins every single year playing in the ACC, you know it was tough going up against Duke and North Carolina. You know twice twice a year, where your win loss doesn't look very good, but if you know if you look at what you're prepared for and what you've already faced, you know you're battle tested and you're ready to play. So look out for these big 12 teams that are going to be in the NCAA tournament because they're going to be fierce. You know, they've all played against some of the top competition in the nation. So there's nothing that they're not prepared for. You know, look at these teams and, and the schedules that they've played. They're ready to take down just about anyone. You know, they're ready to play at a high level because you need to. You know, in the big 12, if you're not showing up every single night, everyone is too good in that conference and, and, and you'll lose. So you learn to play at a high level night in and night out. So watch out for those squads coming out of the Big 12. I mean, you also have like Villanova, who's 23-2. and two. They could potentially mm -hmm. have an argument for number one seed. Arizona, 22-3, and three, and they had the one win over Gonzaga. Gonzaga's one loss. They could make a point. I mean, there's a lot of teams this year that could make a point. I mean, there's just this is a very good year of college basketball, and I'm excited for March Madness. Speaking of March Madness, I want everyone to know out there once again that the Shite Sports Talk Tournament Pick'em is open for register. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what my producer has been drinking tonight. Whatever it is, I probably want some, but 
Okay. Well, sorry for that. So once again, I thought you wanted to start dancing and just um, have some background music while God. you're introducing this thing. Jeez, no, I don't know what background happened. dancers will be nice. That's, but a, that's a podcast. Maybe later. <laughs> Accidentally hit the button. Sorry. So as I was trying to say before, I was rudely interrupted by my producer who's trying to get airtime now. <laughs> Here we go again. I can I can easily unmute this thing. <laughs> All right. As I was saying, the Shite Sport Talk Tournament Pick'em is open for register. I'm going to keep on posting um, the link to the Facebook, the Twitter. I'll put it on the chat room today. Please sign up. The winner of that will be able to join us in studio for a session of the show. If you can't make it in studio, we can get you on Skype. By phone call, we don't provide airfare and hotels. So if you're out of state, I'm sorry. You won't be able to come in the studio unless you provide that for yourself. And um, we're going to take a quick break momentarily. We're going to come back, and we're going to get right in the NFL. We're going to talk some free agency, our top five uh, NFL free agents, where they could end up or if they'll stay. So please stay with us. We'll be right back momentarily. Hey, this is Paul from the Shipe Sports Talk podcast. Just wanted to let you know how you could listen to our podcast while you're on the go using an app called Stitcher. You can listen anytime, anywhere using the award-winning free Stitcher app. Best part is, when you stream our podcast or any of the other 20,000 available out there, there's no downloading, no syncing, or no wasted memory. It's on demand and on the go. So if you don't already have the Stitcher app on your iPhone, Android phone, or tablet, download it free today at Stitcher.com or from your app store. Add us to your favorites list, and every week when we put out our new episode, Stitcher will automatically update and have the latest episode of the Shite Sports Talk podcast waiting for you. While you're there, it really helps us get our podcast noticed if you give us a nice review, rating, and thumbs up. We'll greatly appreciate it. Have a comment or question? Easy. Go to shipesportstalk.com, click on the Contact Us tab, and there you'll be able to submit your questions or comments. We love hearing from you, so we'll be sure to thank you live on the air. You'll also find on shipesportstalk.com the latest episodes, show notes, and other ways to find us on platforms like iTunes and YouTube. Now, back to the show. Welcome. Welcome back to the Shipe Sports Talk show. Uh, real quick before we get to our next topic, uh, we have Maryland right now playing Nebraska and with 14 minutes, 28 seconds left. Maryland's up 14 to 8. And also, your Washington Cowboys are taking on the Winnipeg Jets. And with 14 minutes left in that first period, it is 0-0. So let's go Terps and let's go Capitals. Bring home the Ws today. All right, next topic. We're going to get some NFL free agency. Uh, there's a lot of big names this year. And if this is a year you want your team to spend, this is it. There's a lot of big names out. We're going to go over our top five, where they could end up at. And we'll also go over some of the other players and maybe see some big moves that could really help out some teams and what made sense for four teams. So first, I'm going to go with... Um, Guillermo, let's hear your top five and where you think they could end up at. Uh, top five would have to be Indomitian Sue. I don't know where to see him. He did say he wanted to go to Seattle, like you said, Shipe. He's a good player, but he's also a dirty player. And I don't want to see... I know there's already dirtiness in Seattle. <laughs> I don't want to see more of that there, especially with uh, Pete Carroll there. He's probably going to like want it so much. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know where I see him, but I see him going to a powerhouse team to help them out. Any team that that needs uh, help uh, with the rushing game, uh, rushing defense. Uh, another one is Randall Cobb. He's looking to get some some big money. Turned in turned in one of his uh, best years as as a receiver. Um, I think he will resign with with Green Bay as well. Um, shouldn't be an issue with 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 the money if they gave it to uh, Jordy. I'm pretty sure they'll give it to him. Uh, other one is Denarius Thomas. Uh, the other 88 that is 
one of the best receivers in in the league. He gave you he's a he's a healthy guy, consistent. He hasn't missed a game in three years, which is a lot. He gives you more than ninety receptions a year, he gives you more than fourteen hundred a year, he gives you more than ten touchdowns a year with a decent quarterback. Now, any other any other players out I mean Teams out there looking for a receiver, that's a guy you want to go, but I don't know if they'll get rid of him if Peyton Manning is coming back. Uh, another cat is uh, Justin Houston, uh, defensive player, 48.5 sacks through four years, led the league in sacks this year over J.J. Watt. Yes, led over J.J. Watt. Uh, hasn't really missed a game. He has three full seasons out of his four years, so consistency on, on game day is always key. Uh, the other guy is Des Bryant, but I'm pretty sure I know where Des Bryant is going. He's probably going to be franchise tagged with uh, Dallas, and I don't think he wants to leave there. But if anybody throws up the money, I think X will consider going, and will now have to consider uh, the Cowboys to actually give him the money. All right, so here we go. My top five. Number one, Des Bryant had a great year with the Cowboys. Tony Romo's number one guy. Uh, I see him staying with the Cowboys. I feel like Romo will make sure that happens. He can't lose. If he loses dead, that whole offense is gone. Yeah. Uh, number two will be Demarius Thomas. I think he'll stay with the Broncos. I feel like without him, that passing game isn't really the same because I think Julius will actually leave. I'll get to that later. Uh, but I see him staying with the Broncos. Number three, DeMarco Murray. What? I have been thinking about DeMarco this whole time. And for some reason, I feel like I think DeMarco could go to the Tennessee Titans. They're been a lot of rumors that they're going to make a strong push for DeMarco Murray. I know as Redskins fans, you guys would love not to see DeMarco two times a year. Am I right? No, you're not right. Uh, <laughs> DeMarco was just a product of that offensive line. The next guy they pull in there is going to do just as well. Mark my words. So Tennessee would be wasting their money on DeMarco Murray. Uh, running backs are not something highly sought after anymore in free agency. And they're very, very risky because they get battled and beaten up too much where I think that would be uh, a bad thing for Tennessee to do personally. Yeah, I think they need to get, get their offensive line under control. I think, I think Sankey is, is fine for them. I think DeMarco was just a product of that offensive line and that system. No offense, DeMarco. All right. Well, all right. Well, my number four is Sue, obviously, and with Guillermo, all the rumors going to Seattle. If that guy goes to Seattle, that'll be a bad defense in terms of like a nasty defense. Like that. I mean, they have a nasty secondary, but that yeah, front four will be even nastier. Yeah, and then number five is Houston, and I was thinking about where Houston could go. You know, the Chiefs could resign him, but for some reason, I feel like the Raiders could make a push for Justin Houston. There's some you know rumors around the Raiders could also make a push for Sue, just because I feel like their offense is getting there. I was talking with Brad, you know, they have Derek Carr, correct? Like David Carr is his brother. Derek, Derek Carr is yeah, one player. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for a wide receiver. I mean, they got James Jones last year, but you can tell, I mean, without Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't the same. But I feel like, you know, they could draft uh, Toomer in the draft, which will help them out a lot, and then bring in a good defensive player like uh, Justin Houston. Uh, speaking of, I'm going to go with Julius Thomas real quick, talking about him. I feel like a team that may not do it, but should do it is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers has uh, had a good tight end during the you know playoffs. He played good for him. But I feel like he needs that one tight end, that good tight end that could be you know his go-to guy. I mean, Finley was that guy, but injuries derailed him a lot. Now he doesn't even play anymore, I believe, in the NFL. 
I feel like you put Thomas in that system with Aaron Rodgers, and he could be just as deadly as he was with Peyton Manning. Uh, for all you Redskins fan out there, I actually have one player that I think the Redskins should go after. As we all know, the secondary for you guys were absolutely horrendous. For the last, like, couple of years. And as much as I want this guy on my team just because his brother plays with us, I feel like you guys should go after Devin McCourty. I feel like he is a ball hawk with the Patriots. You guys haven't had a true safety since Sean Taylor. We never, we never got to see Sean Taylor's prime, but once the passing went away, we never saw a true safety play for you guys. And I feel like Devin McCourty could be that guy that could bring the secondary back. You'll get D'Angelo Hall back next year. He was out all last year with the Achilles injury, and he retoured getting a slice of pizza, for God's <laughs> sakes. Um, Brad, did you hear about that? Well, I know about that, and I, I think D'Angelo Hall needs to just retire. No offense. Yeah. I love him, and I, I love what he's done for the Redskins, but no, it's time to move on. I'm sorry. It uh, is, but you really have no other option good that position. I mean, Amerson took a very <clears throat> big step back, and I feel like if you would get like a, a Devin McCourty, put him you know behind Rashard Breedland, who came out of nowhere to be tremendous, I feel like you're going to start getting that secondary back to where your secondary used to be feared in the NFL. I mean, any pass across the middle – you're, you're getting hit. So I feel like if you can get someone like Devin McCourty, you have Rashawn Breeland, you have two players right there that you can build upon, maybe draft someone this year in the second, third round. You could build back that safety that has been so vulnerable and horrible this year, but it all depends on if he would even leave that team. It all depends if he leaves the Patriots. And then another guy that I think could make a bit splash in free agency if he goes, where if the Packers take the route where if they get Julius Thomas, they won't be able to afford Randall Cobb. A team that I have could be looking at Randall Cobb was, where did Sean Jackson come from last year? Anyone? Anyone? New York, I think. Nah. Uh, Houston? <laughs> the uh, Eagles. Oakland, Oakland, okay. The, the Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> they re-signed Jeremy Macklin. Let's say they go out and get Randall Cobb. That brings them right back to where they were when they had Deshaun. He may not have the speed of Deshaun, but he had the explosiveness, and then that could be their player that they have to, re- to replace Deshaun. I mean, you have Jordan Matthews, who came on very strong, but he had his ups and downs. You bring Cobb in to play the slot, then you have Matthews and Macklin. That's a very good passing attack for Nick Foles along with LaShawn McCoy. So it could be a very it should be a very interesting free agent. There's a lot of free agents, but it all depends on who resigns, who does. I mean, you go down the list of people, and there's just so many free agents. You have So Nick, should I pour your five? Like <laughs> Oh, I said, I said uh, Yeah, he I gave said, us the five, but I he said, added on Dez, to Julius. Demarius, DeMarco, Sue, and Houston. I just went on for a little okay, bit more and okay, just talked okay. about some big names that could go somewhere. I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, okay. No, that's fine. I just, I was like. <laughs> I got a little like, carried away. I got a little carried away. So DeMarco was the only one we disagreed on? Yeah, DeMarco was the only one. I got a little carried away. I'm sorry about I'm that, Brad. I'm going to have to get like a, like a buzzer. <laughs> like, like your time is up. Clean. <laughs> Next. Brad, let's go over your top five, and then we'll talk about the rest of them once we're done. I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone, for that. Brad, go ahead, no, sir. That's fine. I was just, I, I was lost a little bit. I heard you saying a lot of names, and I was like, has he said five? I feel like he's past five. But uh, no, I'm going to have to completely disagree with you on uh, on DeMarco. Uh, I do think he was a product of that of that that system and that offensive line I, you know whomever plays to them whether it's Dunbar you know whatever Dallas wants to do in the offseason if they you know if they don't re-sign DeMarco the next guy will step up and do just as well I guarantee it uh, but here's my five you know Sue is such a game changer uh, he really is I know he brings a lot of uh, a lot of attitude and, and some possible fines and suspensions that come with him but he has to be one of the top free agents. And I have him going to Atlanta. I think Atlanta mm. needs some kind yeah. of defensive uh, strength. And, you know, if, if, if Sue is ready to, to move on and break ties in Detroit, 
Maybe he's ready to grow up a little bit and uh, conduct himself as a professional. And I think Atlanta could really use some defensive help. If you so, let me chime in real quick, Atlanta got uh, Yuman Yor correctly last year from um, the Giants, right? Yes, the Heat, Jason, they did. Jason Pierre-Paul is also a free agent. Could he be reunited with Yuman Yor in Atlanta and bring back the tag team duo that was so dominant during the Super Bowl run? It's possible. I, I, I'm I'm not ruling out. That's not the way I have it drawn up. I'm but, not, but that, that, that could, I, did, I just now thought about that. I was like, they could reunite in Atlanta and maybe go back to what they used to be, the dominant duo that took down Tom Brady that year. Yeah, I do think Atlanta needs some uh, you know, some kind of defensive help. You know, they they they've been struggling and they've been soft uh, the past the, the past couple of years. So they they need something. Now, real quick, Brad, you mentioned Sue and where he could go. Now, if he goes from the Lions, do they have enough to where do they bring back Nick Fairley or do they lose both? Because they lose both, that Lions team will take a huge step back from what they did this year. I mean, do you see them having to have to choose one or the other or? Are they both going to go, or do they have enough to sign both back? I see them sticking with Fairley because I, I, I think in terms of production, he's good to have, uh, but also he isn't going to cause as many problems as Sue will. And I think Sue wants to leave. Uh, you know, I, And I don't think Detroit is, is enticed by someone who doesn't want to be there. I think Fairley is okay with being there. Uh, I think Sue wants to leave, so I think they're going to let him go, and I think they'll, ki- they'll keep Nick. All right, that's pretty good thoughts. Now, your guys is free agent, Arakbo. Do you all see the Redskins re-signing him, or would you all be happy if he just walked? Whoa, whoa, that's not the end of my list. Oh, I thought, well, you <laughs> stop talking for one second. Keep going, you just got quiet. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you got to let him finish, man. I was, looking down at, I was looking down at my next one. All right, go ahead. We'll get that in a minute. I'm sorry, buddy. You just, you just got quiet, so I didn't know what was going on. Go ahead. Justin Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Having fun today. Kansas City, uh, you know, outside linebacker, pass rusher. He's been fantastic. So I think San Diego needs a little bit of pass rushing help as well. Uh, I could see him going to San Diego and and really bringing a spark to that defense. Um, you know, I look for him to possibly move out west. Uh, Des Bryant, I think he'll stay. You know, he's electric. You know, you look at the production that he's done past couple years. He's earned, you know, whatever money, and 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 Dallas can't afford to lose him. You know, they're going to have to keep him. They're going to have to pay him whatever whatever he's asking. So I think Dez, top top free agent, going to stay in Dallas. And Demarius, also going to stay in Denver. You know, I think the production that he brings to that 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 receiver core, you know, that system with Manning, I think they have to hold on to him. And he is one of the top five free agents. And then the next one I have, Shipe, JPP. Uh-huh, your top five. In my top five, I think he is a game changer. You know, look at him with the Super Bowl ring with Yuminura. Uh, I think he goes to the Colts. I think the Colts need Ooh. some kind of some kind of pass rush, some oh, yeah. um, someone who can get to the quarterback like that. I think JPP can be a really really nice addition to that Colts team. So you know, look, look for that. Those are my top five: Sue, Houston, Dez, Demarius, and then JPP. Well, we all know what Colts' problem was during the during the playoff. They had a deflated ball. That, that is their problem. Yep. <laughs> now, same question with Fraley and Sue. What happens with Julius Thomas if they re-sign Denarius? Denarius. What happens with Julius? Same question as Sue. Do you see them keep them both, or is one going to have to walk? I think Julius is going to require too much money to keep. And with his injuries that he's had recently, I think Denver lets him go. Uh, I think they're going to give someone else a shot at him. Uh, I don't know what their plan is in terms of replacing him tight end wise, but you know, I, I think he's going to be asking for too much money and he's too much of a health risk. So 
I think Denver lets him go. Now we mentioned I mentioned earlier about all the wide receivers out there. Uh, one wide receiver we didn't get to is Michael Crabtree, probably one out of 49ers, and that's going to leave a big hole with San Francisco. Do you see San Francisco making a run at a Randall Cobb, a Jeremy Macklin, or a Torrey Smith if they hit free agency, or even Denarius or Dez? Do you see maybe even the 49ers making a run at one of these top wide receivers? It's so hard to say because, you know, that they're, they're going to have to rebuild a little bit with, you know, with getting rid of their coach. I'm not sure what San Francisco has in the works. You know, if they, if, if they don't re-sign Crabtree, sure. They're going to have to find someone to, to replace him, you know, to, to get some kind of production, you know, the, the, does Torrey Smith go out there? Maybe that, that, that could be, you know, a nice fit, uh, you know, a size receiver who, who really can be effective in, in down the field type threats. You know, San Francisco really doesn't have that. They're only down the field threat is Vernon Davis. And he was hurt a lot of the year, <laughs> you know, Crab, Crabtree doesn't run those fly routes, you know, possibly they could be looking to invest in someone like Torrey Smith who can really stretch the field pull defensive backs out, you know, give Kaepernick a little bit more room to, to run around and throw that, that would be a nice addition for San Francisco, but I'm not sure exactly what they have in the works. Okay. Now I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it the floor to you two, since you both are Redskins fans. Um, I'm curious on what you all think about a rack, whether you want to keep them or not. And then secondly, who do you all want to see come to the Redskins? If you could pick one or two free agents that you all could have personally, who would you want to come to the Redskins? How would they improve your team and why? So let's go into that real quick. So first, your both your two thoughts on Arakbo, and then what free agents you all would like to see come to Washington. Um, Guillermo, let's go with you first. Uh, my take on Arakbo, I say get rid of him. Uh, he had he had a great couple of good seasons, first first couple of good seasons, and then it's been injury prone since then. I think it's just dead weight. You just got to get rid of him. I don't see him ever getting more than ten sacks again. Uh, with especially with Kerrigan there now, I, I see Kerrigan as the number one guy, or has been a number one guy since he's came in. Uh, I actually see Arakpo either going to like somewhere like Oakland or something, and finishing his career there. I mean, sad to say, he was hype coming into into the draft, and when he got drafted, I was I was all with them. I was like, yes, let's go. I'm gonna interrupt you there one quick. We're gonna have a little sports update real quick. The Washington Capitals are up. 1-0 on the Jets with a goal by John Carlson. So with one with four minutes, 54 seconds left in the first period, the Capitals are up 1-0 over the Jets with a goal from John Carlson. So sorry for that. Back to you, Guillermo. Did you want to do the Maryland one too? Terps up 27-21. Brad got that. So nice. Back to you, Guillermo, <laughs> for the rest of your thoughts. But before, <laughs> before he gets back, we're going to be doing that throughout the show. There's a lot of teams on here. There's a lot of people here who love the home teams. So something big goes on, like a score, the end of a quarter, goal for hockey, we will come in with that. So you guys can keep, that way, while you're listening, you can still keep up what's going on with your team. So back to you, Guillermo, the floor is yours again. Uh, I think I was finishing up on a rack, but, uh yeah, get rid of them. Get somebody, get somebody on the secondary, and that can help us out. I mean, we can always develop a, a rusher, but I, I, need, I think we need somebody in the secondary because, yeah, it was, it was horrible last year. How how long have we had a Rockman for? When did he come in? Do you remember? I think it was oh nine. <clears throat> oh, okay. So he's been here for a few years. A handful of years. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Came out of Texas. Yeah, he's been here for a couple of years. I just I remember it was such a big stink about him and then and then that was it. I <laughs> know. Oh, I I liked him coming out of Texas. I was like, okay, this guy 
is huge. He's gonna he's gonna make a big impact. And then after that one injury in St. Louis, he never really came back to the to the image that he once was. Right. Well, Brad, your thoughts on Arachno? Oh, I'm with Guillermo. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm sick of Arakpo not being healthy and then playing and get hurt. I think right now the league still values him. Uh, and so I, I think we can still sell high on Arakpo. And, and I love what, you know, what he brought us when he was healthy, when he was young. But this is a business. And uh, I think I think we need to we need to get rid of him and see what we can get for him. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting a couple more draft picks because you know we we gave away a lot when it came to RG three. So the past couple of years we haven't had the the ability to draft very strong because we lost lost picks. Uh, you know, so I would like to see some draft picks come out of that. Uh, if if we end up getting rid of Rackpo, I'd like to see that. But in terms of us making a move in free agency. It would have to be at the safety position. You know, it would have to be someone like Devin McCourty, you know, someone who can who can change the game for us, who really brings experience and talent to our secondary. You know, th- those are big things that we were missing last year. You know, we we had Clark, who is getting up there in age and now is retired. Uh, you know, congratulations with your, your new opportunity in ESPN, uh, but also. You know, we were just old. Our secondary was was bad, and our safeties were terrible. Merriweather is is a joke, uh, for lack of a better word. You know, he is. He can't cover. He can't cover a tight end. Uh, you know, the, the, these guys just weren't good. So we need something over the top in our secondary because you know, there was too many explosive plays that 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 were that were big blown coverages and and couldn't guard people. You know, we were getting beat over the top all day. So I would I would look to go after some kind of safety. Devin McCourty would probably be the best option. Guillermo, your thoughts on who you would like to see come to the Redskins? Uh, there's actually one dude right here. I think, I mean, to be honest, we're not going to get another Sean Taylor or anything, but I would like to see a, a power hitter at least or somebody that can actually keep up with the, the, the receivers and everything. Uh he he might be he's he's old, but I I I want to take a shot on him as a no no we always do that no <laughs> well it's it's not gonna change as long as we have Snyder there they're gonna be like oh, okay let's let's just see what he can do okay we'll give him another chance I actually want to see uh Bradley Fletcher from oh, the Eagles from Philly oh my gosh that dude got torched like thirty times this year I don't want him on our squad I, I I would take I would take him or Leonard. I don't know where Leonard's at right now. <laughs> Brad's losing his mind. Oh my gosh! I, 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 would, I, I would take any one of those right now. They can't do. They can't do any worse than what they what the players did this year. Oh, oh believe me, they can. Fletcher got <laughs> Fletcher got beat like four times in one game for Deshaun touchdown. Beat, beat him. The Deshaun beat him. Fletcher's gone. Well, no. see, there you go. Now, we have Deshaun with him, so maybe he can help him out, give him some no, pointers. Geez. No, yeah, not sure. <laughs> no, not at all. I hope I hope my old roommate is watching this because he he's a Philly fan. He loves the Eagles. He hates Fletcher. He's like, Fletcher is the worst. He doesn't even know how Fletcher has a job in this league. Do you see the guy in the chat <laughs> room? Terrible. The Eagles are garbage. That means every player that plays for the... Uh, no, I went, to, I went to the game, and yeah, the Eagles fans were going crazy when they were up by like three, and then silence after after they lost against us. All right. I don't know. I, I, would be, I would be livid if Fletcher we're, came to the Redskins. I would we're we're going to end on that mark for the Redskins talk right there. <laughs> See, that's how you. So, end so, it. That's so, how you end if it. you were to wrap it up, what, 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 what does the Redskins need? Like, 
next year. Two safeties, two corners, a whole defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we quarterback. Need, we need we need some work. To be honest, we need we need a lot of work. All right. I mean, a, first a of all, tight end doesn't get a concussion every time he gets a hit. So they they announced that uh, the Griffin was going to be starting quarterback, right? Yeah. But he needs he needs to have his head in, as like I'm gonna take this team. I'm gonna lead him. I'm gonna do all this. From the reports from Shanahan, what he said, he he doesn't take much time at, in the film room. He just tries to coast by. Yeah, he just wants to play the game and do all this and everything. But you got to look through film. Like best players do it. Brady, Manning, even Eli, they look right after the right after the the plays or the drives over. They look at their plays and say, "Okay, that's what I did wrong. That's what I did." Like, they they study the game. They they, they, they study it. They study, and that's that's what I think he has to do. But you have a you have a baby on the way, uh, so you're gonna have distractions, some side talk, like yeah. And all Richard that stuff. Sherman had a baby on the way. He still played in the Super Bowl and had a hell of a game. Yeah, that, that has nothing I don't to want to hear it. about the fucking baby and shit. Yeah, oh, you got the baby I, come I, boring I, during the season. Well, you have the baby now after the game. And yeah, he but knew, he, he knew. Yeah, but there was talk that he may not play in the Super Bowl because of the baby. He went out and still played, didn't even worry about it. So I don't want to. But he knew he was. He dude, wasn't. It's it like, going to be more like days. I'm going to do this and play. Well, it's it, like it, last it, season when they were like, "Oh, well, my wedding registry is up for fans." Who cares? What? I'm a fan. I'm not going to give you a wedding present. You suck. <laughs> Every fan was thinking that. Like, really? Who's just money? Yeah, were you going to buy him a gift? No. He's, just, he's, just, all right, he's not worthy of a gift yet. He's just playing the but, numbers, man. But, just like when on, you were on, in on, elementary on. school. You invited, on, on, on. you invited everybody in the school just so you get more presents. That's all. That's why he's doing that. Brad wants to talk. Let's go, Brad. Sorry, Brad. Let me clear this up for you guys. Let me tell you why RG3 is going to be the starter for the Washington Redskins. Look at all that we've invested in him. We gave up so much in the draft. We're paying him, what, $17 million? I mean, we're, we're not paying Colt McCoy that. We're not paying Cousins that. So if you're paying someone so much money and you have so much vested in them, why wouldn't you at least be like, hey, look, let's see what we can get out of this. I, I mean, it, it would be so stupid if this kid is like, now we're going to bench you. We'll just throw that $18 million away and all of our draft picks away and, and screw it. No way. Heck no. You have to ride this investment into the ground. I mean, that that is the reason why he is a starter. Put and I do well, this will be his last year. Well, well that, I do that's still think he is our best chance to win also. But you have to look at what we've already invested in him. You know, we, we, we can't afford to lose out on this. You know, we have to see if it will amount to something. So so what what when is it when is it like, OK, we've had enough after this year? Is it is a contract? Yeah. Is that contract? Yeah, they have an option. They have an option to pick up after this year, and I rarely see them picking up that option. I think I think they said they probably won't unless something miraculous happens. But this could be this is the make or break year for him. Actually, this is the final year that he has to prove. I mean, if they go out and they only win three games, he's gone. And it'll prove to everybody, all the fans out there, that Snyder is still a dumbass. What What if he does really well? Well, well sorry, my my actual question is, what do you think? Uh, uh, Griffin's mind is at like does he want to perform like like you know does he does he want to stick with the Redskins or does he want to he, he wants to perform he wants to be one of the greatest of all time mm-hmm. he needs to at this point I think but like like does he want to stick around with the Redskins or does he want has the has he anything like that oh what goes through Brad what do you think I mean I don't know what goes through his mind and that's the thing no one knows <laughs> only he knows that and he wants to go to Baylor because that's where he won <laughs> okay I didn't know <laughs> he wants his like coach any. he wants his coach there. He hasn't, I mean, meant, he, he hasn't said anything or anything like that. No, he hasn't okay. said anything. He hasn't hinted like, wish I could be out there with you, Demarius. I mean, you know, he hasn't said anything like that. But 
you know, obviously people in the DC area and, and I mean, he, he's one of the biggest NFL players talked about. People do question his work ethic and his interest in football. Yeah. Uh, he worries more so, about the fans than he does about anything else. He worries about his image. He blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he cares more about the fans than he does the game. I'm blocked. I didn't even know he even had a pregnant until Brad told me. He blocked me. I don't know what I, I must have mentioned something about the wedding thing. And then he yeah, got, here he it got, comes. He's getting all set. He got into a fan the other day because the fan said something about him dancing to Michael Jackson. All right, he was dancing. So what? If a fan says something to you, let it go. They're under you. They don't do what you do. Stop worrying about the fans. Like I said last week, there's a young guy at Tennessee who worried about his fans. His name was Vince Young. He's no longer in the lead. He disappeared for two days. They thought he committed suicide. <laughs> for God's sake. Stop worrying about the fans. Worry about yourself. Colin Kaepernick this is the yesterday fin- went yeah. off. Went, went off, off on, on a fan because a fan told him his workout is horrible. We'll make him a better passer. Stop worrying about these damn fans. They don't affect you. If you want to prove them wrong, do it on the field. Don't do it on Twitter or social media. You're making yourself look like an ass. Mm. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I think there's only so much, you know, so much abuse and and disrespect you can take before you have to stand up for yourself a, a little bit. I mean, I feel you know, disrespected by being blocked. Okay, well that's that's <laughs> you said you were done. <laughs> but like, I, I think someone questioned like like RG three. It's like, you know, what, what did that guy say about him dancing? Like, why aren't you studying film? It's like, I, you know, I don't study film every single second of every single day. You know, I, I think RG three puts in. His effort, you know, we've we've had coaching problems, we've had owner problems, you know, I feel like all of this is falling on RG three, and his knees are already bad. You know, he can't support much more. Uh, you know, it's not fair. Our organization has so many more problems than just RG three. I think we need to squash it and just kind of let it happen when it comes to RG three and the offense, and we need to be more focused on other things involving our organization. Like, why do we get rid of our coach every single year? Uh, because RG3 you know, didn't like him. I, 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 okay. That's, did he tell you that? <laughs> he tweeted it to him. <laughs> <laughs> he DM me. There's so much speculation. That's what I'm telling you. All this stuff is, is all speculation. It's all opinionated. Oh, he said this. Well, he said this. Well, da, da, da. There is no real reason about any of that. You know, I, I know I'm sure RG3, you know, had said some stuff. I'm sure Shanna had since, uh, you know, said some stuff. I'm sure it goes both ways. Uh, but the moral of the story is Dan Schneider is a horrible owner. And until it changes from the top, it will not fall down accordingly. I it agree will, with that. It, it will stay messed up. So we need to focus on something a little bit different than why isn't our quarterback doing this? And why is he dancing to Michael Jackson? Like that's ridiculous. That's true. All right, a little bit of good news. The Capitals are now up 2-0 at the end of the first period. Ovechkin had a goal. Alice the Great leading the NHL in goals and adding more to his total. So at the end of the first period, it's the Capitals 2 and the Jets 0. So congrats, Alex Ovechkin. Keep it up. Maryland's also up 34-27 with 2.52 left in the half. All right, you guys had your time to go about the rest gens, and I went on your team. So now it's your turn. You guys can turn the tables on me. So first, I'm going to go with who I think we should let go as a Tennessee Titan fan. Everyone out there listening, I'm a big Tennessee Titan fan. I'm a big supporter. These two guys know. A couple years ago, I even went to Tennessee to watch the game, which actually was an amazing game. It was when they played uh, the Lions and went to overtime. It was like a last-second touchdown and went to overtime. So first off, our quarterback, Jake Locker, 
He gone. Goodbye, Lager. <laughs> you had your time. You had your chance to prove yourself. You kept getting hurt. You couldn't stay healthy. So, bye-bye. Uh, Derek Morgan transitioned to outside linebacker this year. Didn't work out well for him. Couldn't, you know, couldn't prove himself on the field. So, he's probably going to get the walk. Uh, Nate Washington, you know, he did. he's done well for us the past couple of years. But he's getting to the end of his career as well. We have a young Kendall Wright who's doing pretty good. We have Justin... Hunter, a big, I know Brad's a fan of him because, you know, he went to Tennessee. Well, I'm not necessarily a Tennessee fan, but I know Justin Hunter. Yes, he played the University of Tennessee. So I think uh, Nate Washington will probably get the boot this year. Uh, free agency for us. Like I said, I made DeMarco may come here. He may not. A uh, big one for me also is I said I would like for him to go to the Skins, but I would also love to have Devin McCourty. We have his brother, Jason McCourty. I hope Jason can do some recruiting, get him here be pretty cool to have two brothers, twin brothers working with each other. I mean, we can use some secondary help. Uh, we have Mike Griffin, who's a pretty good safety. We have Bernard Pauler, who got hurt last year and is requested to be released. So we lose Bernard Pauler. We lose a big player in the middle of that field. So we could use it. And we need another cornerback. I mean, our big one left last year, and we really had a big hole of cornerback. And then also, we need some run defense. And I don't see Sue. I don't see Fairley coming here. Who I did do see someone Tennessee going after is B.J. Raji. Uh, he was hurt all last year, so, you know, Packers, you know, he's hurt. He may not be keep, but Raji does make a difference. And I feel like in that NFC Championship game with him up the middle, he makes a big difference. He's a big run stopper, and you put him next to Casey on that defensive line, yeah. Tennessee's defense quickly gets a big upgrade on that front seven. Uh, also, who I'd really love to see is um, two um, cornerbats. Uh, Byron Matswell, pretty, you know, your MVP pick. No. <laughs> yeah, that turned out pretty damn good, didn't it? I <laughs> uh, would like to see him. And also, um, he's coming he towards the end of his up. he's coming towards the end of his career, but I Taylor, I feel like could still produce for a team, you know, not as much as he used to. I see Brad Shaking, but for us, we could really use someone like that. And they're talking about he may follow Dick LeBeau, who I hope can help this defense out a lot. I mean, he's an older coach, been around for a while. He's come over to Tennessee, so maybe he can help us and maybe he can get you know, I Taylor to try and come over. Maybe for one or two years, Taylor could help us out on the other side. Office of Jason McCordy. Yeah, shake your head. We yeah, just we nah, don't. We you don't, guys are going on me on my Fletcher thingy. Ike Taylor's gotten mossed multiple times. Yeah, but I think Taylor's better yeah. than Fletcher though. Well, you gotta look at the age as well. Yeah, isn't Taylor like 34? Like yeah, around there. But I mean, I could see Would, some of these players though following Dick LeBeau over on defense. And you got Troy Palmalu who can end up being a. Salary cap casualty, which we didn't really talk about. I mean, they yeah. talked about he could be a casualty, and that's a. I mean, you lose Taylor, you lose Palomalu, and that's pretty good leadership right there for Pittsburgh. But uh, that's what I think about Tennessee. Also, we shouldn't draft quarterback. All these people are saying Mariota, Winston. I really feel believe Tennessee should not draft a quarterback. I feel like we should go for Williamson from a uh, USC big defensive lineman. Where we do get like a Raji, can you met Casey Raji Williamson on the line. That'd be a pretty damn good front line for Tennessee because I feel like Zach Menenberger, give him a chance to prove himself. I mean, he got hurt towards the end. Give him also an offensive line. That kid was hit a lot last year, and I really love SEC quarterbacks are really good. He has a strong arm. He's big. You know, he's built like Ben Rosselberger, and I feel like you give him one or two more years to develop, I think he'll turn to a better quarterback than what Jake Locker was. So, the field is open to you guys. You all can go ahead and go on me right now. Get your revenge. I'll go first. Uh, Shite, <laughs> uh, you didn't say anything about their offensive line. I That's just said our thing. offensive line was t- terrible towards the end. That's why Matt oh. Berger got hurt. Okay, but you what you were talking about, Nate Washington. That is very, very little of concern. Your offensive line is more of a concern than Nate Washington. Uh, 
you know, so you, you called out a lot of specialty players and you also called out, you know, some, some defensive guys, which you guys do need defensive help, but I'd say offensive line and, uh, and, and defensive secondary have to be your guys' uh, main focus, very similar to the skins. So I'm on the chat room right now real quick. I guess someone got in on the joke and made like a fake RG3 name. And he said, here's saying he can call in and hear his name. So a little humor <laughs> in the chat room. But uh, y'all keep going now. I thought that was kind of funny. That's all I really have to say about Tennessee. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're fine. And, and, and SEC quarterbacks are so good. Can you name like some really good SEC quarterbacks besides Peyton Manning right now that are, that are winning games? You got me there. Uh, <laughs> they're good I mean, in college. <laughs> Okay, good in college doesn't necessarily. But, but I do uh, like I do like Mettenberger though. I feel like he'll be a, I, I feel like he can be a good quarterback. I mean, the reason he was drafted so low was because of the nasty injury he got towards the end of his career. I mean, they've even said this isn't a, your typical sixth round quarterback. This should have been a second or third round quarterback in that draft. And Tennessee were very fortunate that he stayed around that long. They took a chance. I mean, he had ten touchdowns and nine interceptions in a limited time for rookie quarterback. That's not a bad ratio. Like Brad said, we need an offensive line that protect him, and maybe hopefully Bishop Sankey can get going. Like, so let's just see what Mettenberg is going to do. I want him to have one more year, so I hopefully they give it to him. I don't want Mariota or Winston. I really want some help on defense. We are, I mean, we got stomped by running attack last year. It was horrible. But Guillermo, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Brad. The offensive line and, and your defensive standpoint needs a lot of work. Um, you're saying that Mettenberger is the key guy and everything. To be honest, your quarterback position is like our safety position. It's a curse ever since Steve McNair left. Steve McNair left and Sean Taylor died. There's nobody able to fill that that void there. And both of those players are no longer with us. Yeah. But yeah, um like you said, give him an offensive line, see what he can do. I had high hopes on on Jake Logger when I told you like it's his time, maybe he can do something with it. Injuries got to him, didn't do much. Uh, yeah, but offensive line and then your your secondary and, and your defense ha- is key. Yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping that Mettenberger can do. I mean, we have we really, like you said, we haven't had a star quarterback since Steve McNair. And unfortunately, I felt like Vince Young would have been a better quarterback than what he was. I think the problem with him was I feel like they should have kept Steve McNair around for one year to mentor Vince Young, but sadly we had to let him go. And unfortunately, Vince Young just like RG three, he bumped heads with the, the with fans. the coach. And the big difference was they left go of Fisher, and then Vince Young was the next to go. And they just said, "Screw it, we'll get rid of both of them." And ever since then, we got Locker. Then we got Charlie Whitehurst this year. For God's sakes, I mean, and then Mettenberger. I mean, we had to say we use the same amount of quarterbacks you guys use. We had three. Yeah. So all of us are in so the you, same boats with quarterbacks. You guys are the Washington Redskins of the AFC. <laughs> we pretty much are. <laughs> well, guess what, Shipe? Tomorrow you get to start studying up. <laughs> Why is that? Because we got some combine stuff coming. I can't, so. And you know what? Speaking of the combine, we were talking about how much we hated this. Finally, the top-ranked quarterbacks in the combine are going to throw. Yeah. Mariota and Winston are both going to throw, so I'll be glued on that. Usually they've skipped. All the top quarterbacks will skip and throw their pro days, which I hate. Because we never get to really see the pro days unless they show some highlights on ESPN. Yeah. I want to see them throw and see how they do. So it should be interesting. So next week, uh, we'll go over the NFL scouting combine. That'll be part of our episode. We'll also go more into uh, NBA trades. Uh, we'll get in some more NFL rumors. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit, a little bit, get in a little bit more baseball for a little bit. Talk about what pitchers and catchers have done so far. Also, don't forget to sign up for the NCAA tournament bracket. I'll post it on our Facebook page and also the MLB Fantasy. So 
For myself, Guillermo, Paul, Brad, everyone have a good evening. And next Thursday, 6.45 p.m., tune in again. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you. RG3, unblock me. <laughs> nice.